Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. How are you? Hope you are doing well. We are doing the most. We are in the thick of things. I am in my office right now. And if you saw what was on my office desk, we've got bone broth, sticky boobs, some character glasses, and a vibrator and a joint. And that is just why, you know, I am the boss and HR because we're not even a limited liability. We're just a full liability. Do you know what I mean? It's not even an LLC anymore. It's just an FLC. Full liability corporation. Shot some funny videos this weekend. We'll get those up to y'all. But had a great little weekend. Let me uh, take a little stroll down memory lane. I've been feeling very nostalgic just because I have so many friends. You know, we've been talking about it. Everyone's younger kids are going back to school. I have friends who have college kids that are going back. And I'm just, it's it's just that sweet spot. That certain sweet spot in August where you have these flashbacks of these core memories of packing up your shit and going to college, you know, or coming home from camp and then getting ready for your first day of high school. And this weekend, I got to do a fun little event. I did a surprise for a wonderful woman. Her name is Brittany. She is Loverly Gray on Instagram. She had a million followers on Instagram. We have a lot of mutual friends. And her team reached out to me and said, hey, will you come up and give like a roast toast to her? And so I was like, yeah, an excuse to go to Athens and then, you know, surprise her. Fantastic. So we had a great time. She's just a doll. Shout out to Brittany and her whole team. They're so amazing. Follow her for like all the best. I mean, she'll literally tell you like when Abercrombie and Ann Taylor are having a sale for 40% off and you're like, get that shit. Click on the link. She's the real deal. She really is. You know, I make fun of influencers a little bit, but there's actually a lot of fucking hard work that goes into it. And she's a doll and is running a full-time fucking operation, okay? It is like NASA at the Lovely Gray headquarters. I saw it firsthand. So it was an honor and a pleasure to do that. And congratulations to her for hitting a million followers. I cannot breach that, but you know, 
It's fine. I'm not bitter about it at all. But anyway, so this was a great, wonderful, positive excuse to go up to Athens, Georgia. Now, you know, I went to the University of Mississippi, but I used to party hard in Athens. So we go up there. My buddy Chris is with me, my friend Angelique, my buddy Brent, and my husband Jeff. So we go up there. I do the little event, and then we decide we're going to go out. And let me tell you what. There was just something about being back in Athens, just so many flashbacks. Like most of my friends went to Georgia. And I went to Ole Miss, so we would just, you know, drive back and forth between Oxford, Mississippi, and Athens. And I rolled up, and we stayed at this really great Airbnb, just want to, or sorry, bed and breakfast, want to give them a big shout out. It's just Ath, A-T-H, B&B. So this used to be an old fraternity house, like on the main, like, fraternity row, and they turned it into this sick, like, stunningly gorgeous, really nice B&B. So anyways, I pull up and I'm looking for my best friend, Mary Beth Sorority. She was an AOPI. And we literally pull up to this B&B and that slut's house is right across the street from us. So I'm calling Mary and I'm going, Mary, I'm outside the AOPI house, bitch. We ain't been here in 15 years. Meanwhile, now she has twin boys and a three-year-old and she's just like, give that house a kiss for me. And we were laughing. So we go to this amazing restaurant. I do the event. We go to dinner. And then I'm like, let's go to the bars. You know what I mean? I'm like, let's go out. Let's go out. Dude, I'm ripping tequila shots with other like 40-year-olds. It was weird because school hasn't officially started. So like the kids were going to like the boom, boom room. And then the older crowd was going to, you know, the older bars, but we're still all on the main strip. So you could see the kids going into the rave next door. Also, everyone was just outwardly smoking marijuana. And I'm not trying to age myself or sound dumb or old. I smoked a lot of weed in college, but it was hidden. It was like in the Sigma Chi house, in the president's basement lair, where like the fire code didn't exist. They're like, we just didn't wire the house down here for like smoke. Like you would hot box the Sigma Chi house. That's where you smoked your weed. These kids just, you know, some of them hitting the vape, some of them hitting a regular nicotine jewel. I could smell the residuals of America. Somebody just lit up a joint. And I'm thinking, God, these kids have no idea. They don't have to hide. They're just out here zip zap zopping with their marijuana and about to go in and listen to Avicii, rest in peace. It was like a Avicii night at this bar. And I'm like, the only thing we had back, we had Soldier Boy. You know, and shout out to Soldier Boy. Still a very big fan. If you don't know this, Soldier Boy's from Batesville, Mississippi. So when I was in school, Soldier Boy would come down and do concerts. Nobody knew who he was yet. You know, we were Superman that hoe before anybody knew. I know I've talked about this before. But you remember that song? Kiss me through the phone. See you when I get home. And it's basically about like sexting. God, I used to blast kiss me through the phone. I'd literally be like washing off my spray tan on a Friday morning like, yes, it's the weekend. Can't me through the phone. Like what? Gaucho pants or low-rise seven jeans am I going to squeeze my fat ass into? With a halter top that gave me no breast support, slip on a rocket dog sandal, a Steve Madden wedge. I'm going to do the deepest side part. When I say I had such a deep side part in college, it almost looked like I had a cowlick comb over. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it would start on the right ridge of the crest of my skull and you would just take it like a Donald Trump comb over where the entire right side of my hair became a bang. That's what we did. You know, an icy eyeshadow, 
a deep mauve lip and bronzer that was never, ever buffed in. It was a strong contour. I was actually, because I was a theater major, contouring before a lot of you hoes. You know what I mean? I knew it. I had to take a stage makeup class. If you don't think that I was the kid in high school and college that would, whenever they were put in a play, I always had to play somebody at least 30 years older than me. I'm an old soul. You know that. And theatrically, I've been able to step into those shoes of maybe an Eleanor Roosevelt, you know, a Macbeth, if you will. Oh, you want me to play Mary, Queen of Scots? I can do it. You need me to be 85? Great. I've already got my my makeup kit ready to go. There's a thing called banana powder, okay? Real makeup artist now. It says yellow powder. That was the setting powder we used to use. Dude, if you open the Ole Miss yearbook, they have a photo of me. I don't know which year. I was there 2005, 2009. If anybody has a yearbook, open it up. There's a photo of me in cat makeup. And I have my hands like in a claw, like in the mirror and the photographers for the yearbooks taking the photo over my shoulder. So it's, it's a, the point of view is me looking into the mirror and I have cat makeup on. And that was in my stage makeup class because I was a theater nerd. And I was so hung over that morning and I never missed an 8 a.m. class, okay? For theater, my theater classes, I didn't fuck around with. I showed up. Whether I had been drinking walk-me-downs, Washington apples, you know what I mean? Or kamikazes, I was there. And I was so hungover. And we had, one of our tasks for the day was, you know, one of the assignments was do animal makeup. I was like, kitty cat, I got this. In the bag. And when you still have Jägermeister seeping out of your pores, and I'm in a double XL Fidel frat tee, probably because I just had rolled out of the fraternity house the night before. I said, kitty cat, I'm still hammered. Game set match. I got this. And then they just so happen to have a photographer for the entire school come in and take photos of us at 8 a.m. Well, I had literal hunch punch seeping out of my veins. We are all about taking care of ourselves and the way that we need to. And that is why I love ritual. Listen, gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Did you know that over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet? And 95% are not even getting the recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. Y'all, vitamin D and omega-3 is so important. It's especially important to have healthy brains and to feel good and to have energy and just immunity, all the things. Listen, Ritual is essential for women. 18 and up multivitamin was formulated with exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in diets of women 18 and up. It's formulated with nutrients to help support, like I said, brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual didn't stop there. They invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of essential for women 18 and up multivitamin. And the results... It has been shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. This is awesome. Listen, I freaking love Ritual. It's a no-brainer. It comes right to my house. It's so great. It's easy to take. And right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit Ritual.com. That's R-I-T-U-A-L.com slash absolutely and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at Ritual.com slash absolutely. Again, make your life easy. Have it shipped right to your house. Ritual is committed 
to the best of the best, and I love them. They always have clear communication, vegan-friendly ingredients, no shady stuff. So again, that's 10% off at ritual.com slash absolutely. I'll have you know, one of my dad's proudest moments was he came to Ole Miss, like on a parents' weekend, and he met my teacher, one of my theater teachers, Andy, and she goes, you know what? Heather's the best. She is always there, 8 a.m. She is always there, bright-eyed and bushy. Bushy-tailed, not just bushy. I was also probably had a big bush, but bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. And my dad was like, are you, talk- are you talking about my kid? There's no fucking way. Because if you know me, I'm not a morning person. And I hate when people say they're like, I'm not a morning person. No, I'm actually not. I'm a creative. I thrive. If I go, go to bed at three, I wake up in the middle of the night and write down in my, you know, I'm making voice notes like, the chicken crossed the road. That's how I think of jokes. At 3 a.m. and I leave myself voice notes. And my dad's like, my kid? My creative genius, night owl, also semi-alcoholic in college, dingleberry because she couldn't get into any other school but Ole Miss. Child, you're telling me she's at 8 a.m. classes? And they were like, yeah, perfect attendance. And literally, I remember my dad being like, I thought this bitch was a liar. He's like, and here you are in the yearbook at your 8 a.m. stage makeup class, dressed like a kitty cat. He goes, I knew you were hungover. (laughs) But you did it. I'll never forget my dad said he was so proud of me about that. One thing to talk to my therapist about. Anyways, anyways, so we're back in Athens and I'm just having all these waves of emotion, you know, wash over me. And we go to this one bar, these young girls, they were seniors. Shout out to the girls who bought me the tequila shots. They're like, yeah, tequila shots. I'm like, why not live on the edge? Have a couple tequila shots with these young gals. And it was just wild. It's so wild being back. And that wasn't even my college town, but the amount of nights that I stood outside of that little Italy pizza spot to get like a dollar slice, apparently because of inflation, they're now, you know, a pie. My Uber driver told me a pie is $27. That's insane. We had a place outside of the bar called Square Pizza in Oxford. And one of my sorority sister's favorite memories is they were holding a car for me. It's called an angel taxi. It's what our like Uber system was back in the day. And I walked out of Square Pizza. And she's holding the car while everybody's piling out of the bar. She's holding the cab and she's like, Heather, come on. And I walk outside and I trip and the entire pizza falls on the ground. And she said, I didn't even think twice. I just picked up the slices, put them back in the box. And I was buckled into my seat in that angel taxi in 30 seconds. That's how much of a hustle I had in college. So, you know, actually, dad, I'm surprised you were surprised I wasn't showing up to my classes. <laughs> Responsible. And we were driving down sorority row because basically where we were staying was like right on sorority and, and frat row. And the five muse of Georgia were running outside and they were doing their whole spiel, getting ready, doing the door song. The stack, getting ready for Rush because I guess Rush is next week. And let me tell you something. I rolled down the window and I was screaming, you got this. Let's have the best Rush ever. And I know right now it's very viral on TikTok. We talked about this last year at this time, but, you know, the Bama Rush TikTok. And it's so funny to me that everybody else is fascinated by this. Like, they they didn't do this because this was ingrained in me. I did, I did the sorority thing. And it was just as aggressive at Ole Miss. But I had a great time. I had so much fun. Like, looking back, was there trauma? For sure. And I, clearly not everybody had the same experience as me, but like, I had a good time being in a sorority. My sorority sisters were like, nice. 
Shout out to Delta Gamma. You know, I mean, was recruitment insane? Yeah. But I had a great time. So I'm driving down the road. I roll down the window. There's like 600 FIMUs on the lawn. Now, mind you, though, the dress code and the decorum has fucking changed. These, these kids in college now have bodies. I look back at all the photos of my girlfriends in college. Didn't even matter if it was like my thin friends. Everyone had a swollen baby face, no eyebrows, just sausage fingers with just rings that were cutting off their circulation, just stacked, just stacked rings from like wet seal and the limited and nobody could get their rings off because we were so fucking swollen. All of these girls standing outside this Fime U house, shout out to Fime U, banging bods. And I'm not trying to sound creepy, but like they all had on like tight crop tops, high-waisted Lululemon shorts, all in hot pink, a lime green. I was li- would literally wear a fraternity or sorority t-shirt that was a triple XL. Baggy Nike shorts, like running shorts. Never got into a quick jog in my fucking life in college. These girls have on like tight tennis skirts, crop tops, just bra tops. Everybody was like, after the rush meeting, they were all like walking around town. They were like popping down to the little spot, getting an iced coffee. So everyone's just walking up and down sorority row. And they're all in just sports bras. Guys, I'm going to start posting some photos of me in college and you're going to go, we don't know her, but you do know her. It is just a testament to the difference in like what we didn't have social media. We had the Facebook. And I've I've beaten this to a dead pulp. Like I, I've talked about this enough, but you know, if you wanted a photo the next day, you were lucky if you didn't lose your digital camera that was tied around your wrist at the fucking bar. If you had too many vodka crayons and that bad boy s- would slip off your wrist, you were fucked. There go your core memories because you're sure as fuck not actually remembering anything because you were blackout. Dude, the only big store we had in Oxford was Walmart. And I would have to go once a month and buy a new digital camera at Walmart. And you'd see all the other sorority girls. They're like, hey, Annabelle, did you lose your camera last night? Me too. You know, my razor, I had a razor flip phone and a Samsung digital cam. And you'd have to charge the battery. Dude, I'd have to take the battery out of the bottom of the digital camera, put it on my nightstand, charge it. Do you know how many times I'd get out to the bar for a swap or like a mixer and I'd be like, fuck, damn it. My roommate's name was Alice. I was like, Alice, I told you before we came to the bar, you had to remind me to put my my battery back in my digital cam. That was it. That was my biggest priority. These kids go to exercise. They're all in shape because they have social media breathing down their neck. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, my confidence in college was through the roof. I thought I was crushing. Now that I look back on the men I slept with, I was not. I mean, I hooked up with a couple of hotties, mostly naughties. N-A-U-G-H-T-Y and just N-O-T-T-Y. Naughty, bad boys, and just, I don't know, men who were probably just come out of prison and were just pretending to be a part of the fraternity. I don't know. Some of them were just, it wasn't great. 
If I didn't have to worry about like defamation or getting sued, I would release some photos because it's was bad. So I'm with my girlfriend, Angelique, and we're literally, she went to Georgia and I'm, we're looking at each other. And I was like, Angelique, I did not look like this in college. And she is stunning. My friend Angelique saying, she goes, me neither. I was blown away how cute these kids are. Kids, they're adults. They're 18. But you know what I mean? They all have hair extensions, long nails, crop tops. Dude, when I went on spring break my sophomore year, I was in a tank king. <laughs> Oh, now that's drama. Tankini drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was like normal. And we were cool. I'm not even saying that as in like, we weren't cool. We were fucking cool. We went to J. Crew or like Victoria's Secret and we got the fucking tankini because we were all like heifers. I'm speaking for myself. And I wore like my tankini and like a really cool coral color. And it was like, yeah, what's up? I was still getting dicked down in a sand dune, but that was the vibe. These kids are in like Kylie Jenner bikinis on spring break now. And I'm like, I did not have the same experience. And I had a lot of confidence. But if I had the body confidence that these 22-year-old girls now have, my God, world would be my oyster. Also wouldn't have been hooking up with probably an inmate from the Lafayette County Jail. Like I, I think about some of the guys that I probably hooked up with in college. I'm like, I don't think, I don't think they were in school. <laughs> You know what I mean? I just feel like they, I don't feel like they were students. You know, one of them had a tattoo on his back that just said busted. And I just feel like, you know, as the memories are coming back, the guys, we drove by one of the fraternity houses, all these guys are playing beer pong in the front yard, ripped bodies, ripped. And I'm not trying to objectify college students, but I was just like, even Chris was like, well, I don't like none of us looked like this in college. These guys are just ripped, fucking frat daddy hair. The guys that I went to school with, they all had dad bods. Like that was a fraternity thing. All these guys got chunky freshman year and they just stayed that way. I had one friend who did ROTC, shout out to Daniel Loomis. He was the only one of our buddies who like was ripped because he like had to stay in shape for the war. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All of our other friends were like, didn't give a fuck. Like Al Bundy. And that was hot. That was it. Kids are going back to school. We're busy. We're wheeling and dealing. I'm trying to get healthy. You know what? I don't have time. I don't have time to make lunch. I don't have time to do all this bullshit. You know what I do have time for? Daily Harvest. And I freaking love Daily Harvest. It's a no-brainer. Daily Harvest delivers delicious food built on organic fruits and vegetables. You can choose from smoothies, flatbreads, harvest bowls, and more. And it's all ready to enjoy in just minutes. I love them. I keep my freezer stocked with all of the Harvest Bowls. I love the smoothies. I have a couple flatbreads. Everything's delicious. And they've got stuff for like any time of the day. You can get something for breakfast, lunch, dinner. I'm working in my studio and I just pop upstairs. I grab something out of the freezer. I make a smoothie. I get a flatbread. And it is such a better way to um, know that I'm getting something nutritious and of the earth and good for me. And I'm not going out and just getting a horrible cheeseburger somewhere that I don't need. I love their strawberry peach smoothie. The cool thing about their smoothies too is they have like 
maca or camu camu, like really cool ingredients that if you had to source that outside of that smoothie, it would cost a fortune. Daily Harvest is committed to human and planetary health, which means they do their absolute best to ensure transparency and integrity when it comes to their ingredients and the humans who grow them. It's a win-win. Case in point, by supporting farmers who invest in practices that increase biodiversity and improve the health of our soil and by delivering food in recyclable and compostable packaging where possible, Daily Harvest does the work. So all you have to do is eat and enjoy. Stay busy, eat sustainably with Daily Harvest. Go to dailyharvest.com slash absolutely and get up to $40 off your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash absolutely for up to $40 off your first box. dailyharvest.com slash absolutely. You know, I love a sweet treat and I love a dolce de leche. And what I love even more is dough. Now, I'm sure you've seen dough on Instagram and celebrities eating it, and I'm legit obsessed with it. The cookie dough that went viral on Shark Tank, you know what I'm talking about. I freaking love dough, okay? The reason I love it is because everything is vegan, gluten-free, soy-free, and there's no bullshit ingredients. And I'm gonna tell you this right now, okay? And it's dough, spelled D-E-U-X. It's freaking amazing. You can either eat it raw or bake it into cookies in literally seven minutes. And most cookie doughs, listen, I've been on a absolute soapbox about this. The food in Italy, the food abroad makes you feel different. And that's why when I'm home in the States, I really try and be very conscious of what I'm putting in my body. And if I eat a bunch of cookie dough with gluten in it and all, you know, refined bullshit, I'm going to feel not well. But this is why I love dough because I get that little sweet treat, that little kick, but I'm not putting a bunch of bad stuff in my body. You can bake them into cookies or again, like I said, eat it straight from the jar. They also have a ton of exclusive flavors like mint chocolate chunk, tastes just like a thin mint, space brownie, which is my favorite. It tastes like a cosmic brownie and cinnamon roll, which is like ooey gooey. You can literally eat it for breakfast. They're also available online only. So don't forget it's online only, but these flavors are limited edition and will sell out so fast. So I highly recommend you pounce on these. They're so good. I've got an exclusive discount for you and they never do this. It's 20% off and free shipping with code absolutely at www.eatdo. That's E-A-T-D-E-U-X.com. Eatdo.com, spelled eat D-E-U-X.com, promo code absolutely for 20% off. The drip line you can buy exclusively on their site, but you can find their vegan cookie doughs at Target across the nation. Trust me, it's to die for. Live your best life. So you had the girls over here with no eyebrows, just spray tan, just dripping onto your white seersucker dress in the grove. And all the guys put on about 75 in the first three months. I didn't darken the doors of a college gym. I would go power walking with my sorority sister, Georgia Ann. And I saw her this weekend, shout out to Georgia Ann. She's on her fifth baby. That's what's up. That is what's up. She's a bad bitch. And we would go walking. Dude, that was our thing. We'd walk to the square, which is like our downtown in Oxford. We would go power walking and I'd be in my triple XL Nike shorts. just like, just power walking. I was getting in steps before people were getting in steps, but that was the extent of my exercise. I had to walk up a very steep hill to get to my core classes every day. And then I would just get dropped off at the bar. You know what I mean? These kids are out here jogging, exercising. And I know somebody's going to say that they had a different college experience. I mean, I had one girlfriend who like stayed in shape, but all of us were kind of like, what are you doing? Dude, these kids were just... It was fucking insane. And I really what I'm trying to say is if we had the pressure on us with social media and TikTok and all of this shit, would I have changed my ways in college? 
And you know what I think? Absolutely fucking not. I still love a big T that doesn't touch my titties. You know what I mean? Oh God, those were the days. But I want to give a big shout out. Everybody's going through rush. Everybody who's about to crush it. You got this. And you know what? If you don't get the sorority you want, it wasn't meant to be and keep rolling. You're going to find your, your group of friends. I and my sorority friends, but most of my friends were the people that I met freshman year in the dorm. We were all in different sororities and we had a fucking blast. And those are the bitches that came to my wedding. You know what I mean? Here I am trying to give life advice to young women. And all I'm thinking is I didn't give a fuck. I think that's more the attitude a lot of us need to have though. Everybody hot pink neon. I couldn't imagine wearing a hot pink sports bra, crop top, and a tennis skirt to class. I literally was just like blending in. Every single person at my college wore New Balance sneakers, a triple quadruple XL t-shirt, and Nike shorts that were like a hunter green, and we would just blend in. It was like camo kind of all the time. And we had these giant L.L. Bean backpacks, and then like maybe a Marc Jacobs purse. You know what I mean? That was the fucking vibe. I didn't put on denim till like 2011. Because then I'd wear like hot dresses going out to the bars at night. You know what I'm saying? If you wore jeans to class, people thought she's got an incurable disease. You know what I mean? She has to keep those jeans on to stay warm. Dude, I'd wear the Nike shorts and the frat tee and a pair of knee-high Ugg boots to class in the winter with a North Face jacket. And that was the dress code. That was the uniform. I didn't wear pants. I wasn't like, oh, it's two degrees out. Let me throw on a nice thermal legging. No, it was the Nike shorts. Dude, shout out to the youth now. You guys have a lot of pressure on yourselves. Be you. Don't forget to also be you and stay unique. I mean, I guess absolutely yes to the work ethic of these young kids now. You know, when you have that pressure of social media, you feel like you have to, I guess, keep a low BMI. They sure did. So I just want to say, impressed. Good for y'all. I wasn't in the same journey. I'm excited to get into these absolutely nots. We got a lot to discuss. And also, shout out to everybody who bought me a tequila shot this weekend. I was hurting yesterday. This is why I like don't drink that much anymore. I can't hang. But I had a damn good time. Let's get into the voicemails. Thank you for letting me have that walk down memory lane. I love you. I mean it. As always, you can hit the absolutely not line, 800 213 Let's hear what you got into. Heather, I have an absolutely yes and an absolutely not. I'm like you. I love a good massage. Like, fuck me up on that table. I need to be like barely walking after the massage. So that's an absolutely yes. But the absolutely not, and this is not to body shame, when the masseuse rests their titties on you, your head, the side of your body, wherever they're working. That's the absolutely not. Do not rest your titties on me while you are massaging me. That's not relaxing because now all I can think about is your titties rubbing up against my head while you're fucking going to town on my neck and shoulders, but I've got your big old yitties just resting, possibly suffocating me. It's like, oh my God, absolutely not two titties on you. Or any other kind of fucking body parts when you're getting a massage. Other than that, love you. Love and light. You're amazing. Goodbye. Hey, friend, sister, friend. 
Okay, let's let's get into this. So you're saying absolutely not to a, a titty on the back of the nape of the neck during a massage. You also use the word yitty. I think this is a, you know, a term that people are using these days. Yitty titty. I do know that Lizzo has a shapewear line named Yitty. So I think she brought that word into the forefront. I love a titty on the back. It doesn't bother me. I hear you though. I usually request male masseuses and that's not because I'm trying to be perverted or pull a fast one on my husband. I just enjoy the smell of a man who is probably smoking cigarettes right before he came in to rub me down and then, you know, doesn't wash his hands and then tries to cover up the smell of the cigarette with some eucalyptus oil. I, I don't know why. That's just very comforting to me. Now, if I got a, a ball on, the, on my L7, if I just felt a testicle, that would be intrusive for sure. But if you've got somebody really getting in there and doing their job right, and maybe it's, you know, an older woman, that's, I think, par for the course. I think that is just, that goes along with it. You know, I don't think you can really pick and choose whether or not you're going to get a titty on the back. For me, if they work it in, you know, if they're doing an elbow and the titty is dragging behind, that's just an added, it's like getting a hot stone. You know what I mean? A hot titty is just, that's still warming up the muscle. And I'm not saying that there is nothing sexual about this. That's just using a part of your body to then also be a vessel for healing and, you know, a therapeutic touch, if you will. You know, maybe next time you chime in and you say, hey, what was your name, Teresa? Teresa, can you get in there and just, you know, just really get in there? But I hear you. I hear you a little bit, but I also don't at all. I had, you know, I told you the best massage I've ever had was from a blind man. Yeah. Best massage I ever had. He was blind. And I was told this. They were like, just so you know, he is, you know, doesn't have sight. And I said, fantastic. Let's roll with it. Best massage I ever had. Because when you lose one thing, sometimes other things are heightened. His sense of touch, his energy, next level. That's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Is having a low titty a handicap? Can be. Sure can. Absolutely can. But it also can be a tool, can be a vessel for change in your muscular structure. Also, I feel like you're one of those people who's just no matter what you do, you're tightened up, you're tensed up, you're looking for something to bitch about in a massage. I will say I have really learned and I've had to just shut the fuck up. I have had to learn to not talk during massages. It is like I'm such a people pleaser. It is one of those things where it burns me to not speak and, and get the full backstory of the guy, Nathan, who's rubbing me down. I'm always like, tell me about your kids. So when did the wife leave you? Okay, and you, how long did you live in the halfway house? Okay, yeah, 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 I'm here, I get it. You know, that's not part of my journey, but I hear you. And I'm not saying that to like, say the masseuse, that's all masseuse. I'm just giving that as an example. I always end up with the male, because I request a male. I always end up with the guy who's still smoking ciggies, who's fighting for custody. You know what I mean? <laughs> That is always my spa experience. It is. And it takes every ounce of like me biting my tongue to not say, tell me about yourself. How long have you been doing physical therapy massage work? Like I've had to learn to just go in there and be like, listen, I'm exhausted. I've got a headache. Can you focus on my upper shoulders? 
I got a knot in my neck and just shut the fuck up. When I'm home, I like to make it cozy and I like to make it cozy with Cozy Earth, okay? Cozy Earth is this badass company. I'm obsessed with them. So glad they're a part of the podcast. They develop and craft high quality goods with responsibly and sustainably sourced materials from the earth. We love that. We love a a cyclical moment. You know what I mean? Because what comes from the earth goes back into the earth and I'm all about that life. So you know that you can get restorative sleep. You need to curate your sanctuary and recharge from the comfort of your home. Cozy Earth is softer than cotton. It's made from soft and sustainable viscose and bamboo fabrics. Y'all, if you ain't slept on bamboo sheets, it'll change your freaking life. Cozy Earth is temperature regulating, which means it'll keep you cool and comfortable all night long. Cozy Earth has been featured on Oprah's favorite list for four years in a row now, and we trust Oprah. When she says goes, I trust her. They sent me some Cozy Earth products, and I was like, this is amazing. I'm hooked. I'm so glad that they are a part of the podcast, and I'm excited to share it with you. We have a 10-year warranty on all of their products and a 100-night sleep test. That means you can try it for 100 nights. If you don't love it, you can send it back for a full refund. Sheets are now available in five colors, white, light gray, driftwood, charcoal, and oat. Cozy Earth provided with an exclusive offer for my listeners today that is 35% off site-wide when you use code ABSOLUTELY. Again, it's 35% off site-wide when you use code ABSOLUTELY. Check out Cozy Earth. And again, let me spell that for you. Just C-O-Z-Y-E-A-R-T-H. Cozy Earth. This episode is sponsored by FX's Little Demon. From Dan Harmon, the co-creator of Rick and Morty and the brand that brought you Archer, comes the newest animated comedy series about Satan's teenage daughter, Chrissy. Chrissy finds out that her father, voiced by Danny DeVito, is Satan, and she is actually the Antichrist. Aubrey Plaza voices his human ex trying to raise their teenage daughter who is coming in to her demonic powers. FX's Little Demon premieres August 25th on FXX. Stream on Hulu. I usually walk out of massages because I love a 90 minute. I usually walk out of massages with a sore throat because, you know, you're face down on the, um, the table. So you already feel like you have to project and you're having to work from your diaphragm so that they can hear you because your face is smushed. It's a lot. And I'll walk out of some massages. When we were on tour, we love to get massages. And Tina would be like, Heather, why do you look like emotionally drained? And I'm like, you don't know what I just went through. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? You had a massage. I'm like, no, no, no. I now have got to be a witness in a case for my boy, Nathan, who's trying to get his kids back. He slipped up. You know what I mean? We all make mistakes. And Tina's just like, what? And I'm like, yeah, my boy over here, he asked me to be a character witness. I got to go to court Tuesday. That's just where I'm at. But I hear you. I hear you that it's maybe uncomfortable. But I'd say next time you just go with it. I mean, obviously, if it feels, you know, if you feel uncomfortable, like it's a sexual thing, then then you speak up and say something. But the only people I trust rubbing me are a large man who smells like cigs or a small, gentle Filipino man who also smells like cigs. My regular masseuse, Greg, is from the Philippines. He's fucking great. I've told you about Greg. I love him. Greg doesn't fuck around. He also does not smoke. He's like very healthy. But Greg and I, we talk shop. We talk about real estate, how I need to invest in the Philippines. We talk about supplements, conspiracy theories. Like he and I are like in it. And Greg is probably no bigger than 
five two, and he fucks it up. He fucks it up. It is. I don't know. And I'm telling you right now, these people out here that are like, I don't like massages. That is to me a. I don't know how we we move on in our friendship from there. People who don't like strangers just getting in there, possibly messing up their vertebrae. I, it doesn't make sense to me. You know, I'm the kind of person, if I see a chiropractor at a kiosk in a mall, I'm going to go, let's give it a whirl. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, should I get adjusted? And my friends are like, no, no, Heather. You just had six Mai Tais at a cheesecake factory. Relax. I'm too trusting. We know this about me. I am way too trusting. But then when I see what the fuck you're up to, that's when you need to worry. I'll play nice until I know what I know. And then you're fucked. You know what I'm saying? Then you are fucked. And by fucked, I mean, you'll still get a Christmas card because I don't know how to cut out toxic people. All right, let's get to the next voicemail. Hey, Heather. uh, Just giving a call to your voicemail hotline like I do way too many times a week. My husband said that's an absolutely not. He said that I've exceeded the amount of times I can call you, that I'm bothering you. but here I am. (laughs) So random. I don't know how this came up, but it did. Absolutely not to Tang. I don't know if you remember that, but we're both the same age, 34. And you know, there was the country time, lemonade, the powder. Now I'm one of six kids. So we got the big powder thing from Costco. And we used to like go out and sell this at Norcross, Georgia, Neely Farm. We lived there for six years um, until we moved to New Jersey. That was a big change. But anyway, uh, just thinking about Tang and how my our neighbors were trying to do a Tang stand. And and my brothers or older brothers were like, uh, no. <laughs> so absolutely not the Tang. That, that was not good. It was not good, Bob. And um, also... Absolutely not to just like constantly making your children work when they were seven or eight years old to pay for like, I don't know, just like a package, some Starburst, you know, work ethic with my parents thing. But that's another thing coming. Anyway, love you loads. Absolutely not the tang. Okay, bye. Hey, sister friend, I love that your husband has the spatial awareness and emotional awareness to say, you've probably called into the voicemails, (laughs) but I love it. Also, the fact that this was your, your jihad, your crusade today is just, it's, it's wild. Tang, let's go down memory lane since we're talking about a lot of old memories. I was never a kid who was allowed Tang. So Tang is a orange powder. It's kind of like orange Kool-Aid. It's not orange Kool-Aid, but essentially it was the same thing. And it was an orange powder drink that you would just put in water. There was no nutritional value to Tang. Never. I was not allowed Tang. So I love that you had that journey. If you know this, my mom only allowed us to have a Capri Sun. We were never allowed to even have a high C. I remember when the Ghostbusters high C Fruit Punch came out and I was just so fucking jealous of everybody. Everybody had the Ghostbusters, the green slime high C drink, which you know just had like dye in it. Like that's why all of us 
are infertile and have issues. It's from all of the children's drinks we used to drink. The drinks we drank fucked us up. I won't eat anything like with food coloring in it anymore. Like red number five and yellow number seven and shit. Like that is, that literally, they're like, it's carcinogenic. But Robin was ahead of the game. You know, we used to go to have to go to the health food store. Do you remember when carob chips came out? Do you know what carob is? Carob is a chocolate alternative. When carob came out, I think I was in like the fifth grade and my mom would go to the health food store and just get bags of carob, C-A-R-O-B, chocolate chips. And I was still a fat kid. So for as many things as Robin took away from me, I wasn't allowed to have Dunkaroos, the Cheez-Its, with the, you know, remember the crackers with the shitty spreadable cheese at the end? If I went to my grandparents' house, I could have that, but I could, that was never purchased in the McMahon household. Dude, do you know what I had to do for a fucking Dorito Cool Ranch? I've told y'all this before. I'd go to my friend Michelle's house. Her mom would have a section in their pantry that said Heather only. I'd go over there. I, was, I would say, I'm going down to Michelle's house for an hour and a half, and I would just be in a fucking sugar coma, eating double stuffed Oreos, cheddar Chex Mix, Cool Ranch Doritos, licking both sides of the chip to get the flavor crystals. Because I, I wasn't allowed that. Couldn't have it. Literally couldn't have it. That's where I was at. Sucking on. I would savor a Cool Ranch chip, just suck on it. Because by the time I got home, Robin would set you smell like natural flavors, which are not natural. Fucking tang now. I had to do a couple lemonade stands though, for sure. For sure. I like the bitterness towards the end of your voicemail that you were upset. You were upset that your parents made you work for things like a, you know, a treat. Oh yeah, I worked a couple lemonade stands. I had great sales skills though as a child. I still have anxiety about the magazine sale. That was our school fundraiser, was the magazine sale. And I still have anxiety about trying to push magazines like Better Home and Garden, Sports Illustrated. I remember if you had a parent, my dad would always, he was great though, but he would always be like, all right, what's the most expensive thing? I'd be like, I need you to buy Architectural Digest and time. Dude, if you bought Architectural Digest, that was like $300. And then you were like, I'm good. I've hit my goal. But it was always this fucking kid whose dad was a dentist. So he would go in, you know, in a dentist's office. This kid, Brock, always sold thousands and thousands of dollars of magazines because his dad was a doctor and he'd go into all the other doctor's offices in like the, the office complex and they'd buy 600 subscriptions. Because, you know, that was the thing. You went into a doctor's office and you touched a tangible physical magazine. You were looking at Us Weekly as if the, it, it was the greatest day of your life. You're like, I need to know what the fuck happened with Nick Lachey, Jessica Simpson, and Tori Spelling. That was it, dog. When you went to like go hang out at the orthodontist office, you would sit in the lobby and look at like magazines. But I used to always be like, dad, I can't compete with Brock. He's selling every doctor in the biz. And my dad was like, look me dead ass in my face. This is what we're doing. Get a briefcase. We're going door to door. I would, I go door to door. I still never made, I maybe once made my goal. Because my dad was like, you're on your own. Figure it out. And my mom was so cheap. She never wanted to cut a check. We couldn't have Tang. I couldn't make my goal. My mom was so 
so cheap about shit. You know, I talked about cleaning the baseboards two weeks ago on the podcast. My mom would literally have me doing child labor. She's like, oh, you want to go to Annie's house? Y'all want to go to the mall and get a beanie baby? Here's a wet rag, hit the baseboards. So I get it. But you know what? We're stronger and better people nowadays because we all have work ethics. These kids nowadays think that you're going to hand it to them. Listen to me, sounding like an old broad, an old boomer. They do though. They think you're just going to hand it to them. That's when I should get hourly. I'm like, what have you done to get that hourly? Michelle, where is the work? Where is the follow through? Oh, you've just been collecting a check? You haven't responded to my, to my emails in four weeks. Yeah, I was, I was taking some me time. I don't take me time. I'm working. Oh God, I'm getting bitter. I'm bitter because I saw the, the kids now are in shape. And I'm thinking maybe if I had gotten in shape in college, I would have stayed in shape. Do you know what I mean? But because I set myself up then, I mean, I lost weight after college because I was working in restaurants and just running the fuck around. I'm just bitter. These kids are three steps ahead of us. But to talk about Tang, Tang was absolutely not a nutritious drink. We used to drink Tang like it was our job. I didn't, but you did. And that's probably why you leave a lot of voicemails. You know what I mean? You were a Tang kid. I was more of a Capri Sun gal. And that's just where I think inherently, you know, we grew up differently. And that's not me saying I had more than you because you were a Tang kid. I was jealous of the Tang kids. But I just think maybe because I was a Capri Sun gal that maybe it's just, I don't know, I'm less of a sociopath. You know what I mean? I'm just going there. All right, let's get to the next voice. (laughs) I'm kidding. I was just jelly. I was so jelly. The Kool-Aid kids, dude, if you had Kool-Aid at your house, my eczema would immediately flare up because of the food coloring and the amount of sugar. I couldn't have a lot of sugar as a kid because what eczema is, it's, a, it's an overgrowth of yeast. So if I had too many carbs or sugar, it would just be inflamed. Dude, I would show up to your house. I'd have that red Kool-Aid mustache in the fifth grade so hard. And then I'd panic about scrubbing it off. I'd be like, Amory, get the baking soda out. We got to scrub off this mustache. If my mom picks me up for soccer and she knows I'm lit, like literally it was like hiding a drug addiction. And Annie would help me somehow like take the top layer of my lip off by scrubbing it with whatever, whatever granules we could find in her kitchen. We'd just take the sugar from the bottom of the Kool-Aid can and just scrub off the top of my lip so my mom couldn't see my hot pink, deep red Kool-Aid mustache. Because then she'd be pissed. You can't stop me, Robin. You never could and never will. Let's get to the next voicemail. This is Becky from Maryland. I am the wasp you were referring to in your latest episode. And I want to say absolutely yes to the Mid-Atlantic. However, um, there's one slight little issue, and that is that none of the places that you mentioned, uh, Amargansett, Cape Cod, Kennebunkport, Nantucket, Montauk, those are all in New England. So the only one that you mentioned that's actually in the Mid-Atlantic is Delaware. But we still love you. We want to listen to you all the time. And we hope you'll visit us in the Mid-Atlantic and see just how many wasps we have down here. Um, I highly encourage you to come to Maryland. So see you soon. Bye. Sister friend, I um, want you to know that I hear you. 
And I need to publicly apologize to the New Englanders of the world and the people from the Mid-Atlantic. I tried to lump y'all all into one category. I had so many voicemails, so many distraught people listening that said, you don't know where the Mid-Atlantic is. And you know what? I have a couple things to say to that. A lot of y'all don't know where the panhandle is. And I thrive on the panhandle. So while I'm apologizing, I'm also very defensive because so many times I'll say, oh yeah, it's down on the panhandle. And people go, huh? And I'm like, exactly. I apologize to the state of Delaware. I just, I'm sorry to everyone above Virginia. I didn't know. And I make mistakes. I did get a lot of invites to Nantucket, which I'm very excited about. And I will absolutely take you guys up on that. I will see you next summer. But I'm sorry, New England. You're right. Is New York a part of New England? Either way, go Patriots. So I I messed that up. I lumped y'all in together. And it was wrong of me. But let me tell you something right now. Do not give me attitude when I ask you, have you been to the panhandle? And you say, where is that? It's the handle of the pan of the state of Florida. Because the way Florida drops, it looks like a saggy titty pan, though. I don't know why, but for some reason, they think that the state of Florida looks like the pan, looks like a pan. So the the western part of the state that juts out is the the handle, okay? So, you know, we're all doing our best. We're all trying to get by. I also had another woman leave a voicemail that said she was upset that I didn't allow the woman who didn't like Bucky's. If you listen to the episode two weeks ago, this woman called in and was very upset that she went to a Bucky's, you know, rest stop and was upset that I didn't agree with the woman. This woman says she hated Bucky's. And so I went on there and I basically said, You're wrong. So this other woman calls in and says, Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. And I said, Ma'am, what I want to say to this woman, because it's not even worth playing the voicemail, this is the absolutely not podcast. The entire point of this podcast is for people to call in and for me to argue with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Agree to disagree. Absolutely not. We do have some positive absolute yeses, but there are a lot of no's as well. So to everybody who got upset, my New Englanders, come down to the panhandle and see if you get lost. Okay? Do you even know how to get to Biloxi? You don't, but I do. So while I am apologizing for mixing up the Mid-Atlantic and New England, I do apologize. And I do still very much hope that my invitations are still there and still prime for next year. I would also like you to know, don't come for me when you've never been to Florida. I'm going to Florida next week. Raymond Padilla is coming. He's never been. Never been to the state of Florida. And you know where I'm taking him? The motherfucking panhandle. We're going to get airbrushed t-shirts. We're going to go to goat feathers and get a shrimp boil. I'm going to make transfusions, which is vodka, grapefruit, and ginger ale. 
We're going to watch a sunset, put our feet, our sandy toes in the water, and, and, and you know, maybe think of ways that we can get DeSantis out of the state. I don't know. Either way, we are going to figure out how to thrive in the panhandle because that's what I know. And I was ignorant. I didn't, I misspoke. But to the woman who called in who was upset that I was upset with the woman who didn't like Bucky's, well, ma'am, that's what this is. That's the point of this podcast. I have a bottle of bone broth sitting next to a vibrator, sitting next to a pair of used sticky boobs on my desk. Do you think I know what I'm doing? I don't. I run my own HR, my own accounting. I'm cooking the books and firing people at the same time. Do you know how hard that is to run a shempire that's touch and go because you don't know what you're doing? There's a lot of pressure on me. And I'd appreciate a little less judgment and a little more encouragement. But to my hoes in Nantucket, I will see you next week. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you can call into the hotline 800-213-7503. We are going to get the guests back. None of y'all DM me of who you want me to bring in, but we will be back on the line. I'm going to do a wellness check on Ray, get some more guests in the studio. Everyone's coming off, you know, summer break. So no one's available right now, but we will be back next week with another incredible episode. Thank you for letting me go down a memory lane. Thanks for letting me just shoot my shot and then argue with you at the end. I really appreciate that. Shout out to all my New Englanders, all my Mid-Atlanticers, and I will see you in the panhandle next week. I'm not performing. I'm just having a good time. I'll see you at Joe's Crab Shack doing the most. I love you, mean it. See you on the next episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast. Arrivederci. Ciao, Bella. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.